Hey, you're listening to the Norfolk Currents Podcast, your number one source for news, events, and happenings in the 757. Hey, y'all, this is Paul, and this is the Norfolk Currents Podcast. Hey, I'm Aaron. I'm Dustin. And I'm Ed. All right. It's Friday in the city. There's been a lot going on this week. I know there's a lot of stories we've all been reading. Dustin, what's been a bug in your mind this week? Oh, I'm excited about next weekend for Yes Fest at ODU. Yeah, I, I got my tickets already. I can't wait. ODU students get a discount. So feel free to capitalize that, especially if you're a dropout and you still have a valid ID. It all works out. It's the first collaboration between Lava and ODU for a music festival, but first ODU music festival at all. And there's 22 bands and just small venues, very intimate shows, a ton of bands that I know, and a lot of new bands I'd never heard before. I was actually listening. If you go to the YesFest website or the Eventbrite page, they actually have a Spotify playlist where you can listen to all the artists that are going to be there. Oh, that's really cool. I hadn't uh, seen the Spotify playlist, so I'm going to have to check that out. Definitely psyched to be there myself. The lineup is crazy. 22 bands or so thereabouts over two days. So that's a big thing. And I know the venues aren't massive, so it's going to be a really cool way to get some really up close and personal shows with those bands. I know there's a lot of local bands there and a few that are from out of town as well. So it should be really exciting. Yeah. Lava's known for their mini fest, right? Is this the first like big one? Yeah, Lava's been doing all kinds of shows. They've had the mini fest rolled out, North Funk. Their Halloween show is really big. I think this is their first kind of collab with ODU and doing something on campus and this kind of like a multi-venue, multi-day like the thing that feels like a real music festival does and not just one band at a venue but they've got a, a full lineup of all kinds of stuff i think that's really notable for both lava and odu to kind of be breaking ground on this collaboration yeah very cool Paul, the guys of lava presents great uh, how did they get started that's a great question i know josh decently well josh copeland both went to Moray high school different grades but they're at the same time and i know he studied like music management and the music industry in college and loves to go out and listen to all kinds of music himself. And they did a really big lava festival here. Ooh, and I'll probably get the year wrong, but 2015, 2016, something like that. And the economics of big festivals are tough. And so they transitioned to doing lots of small shows throughout the year. They, yeah, like I mentioned, they do the mini fest like twice a year. They've got the Yes Fest. There's Grilled Out. It was like a summertime one, North Funked for more of the jam bands. And then the Halloween one was huge this past year where all the bands are like in costume as other bands and uh, and all the attendees come in costume as well and so yeah there's a huge lineup for from them throughout the year which is something you should definitely be watching if you're into live music very cool there's a couple that actually like lives in chesapeake and they i believe are in insurance and at the beginning of the pandemic they decided to open a coffee shop in norfolk and then the pandemic happened so they had to move in another direction but their vision for the coffee shop was to have a wall of magazines and to have people gather with like magazines at the center of it so they had to take another course and they ended up creating something called magazine jukebox and it's in the news now that this startup which is based in norfolk is expanding and they're going to be creating nearly two dozen more jobs they're going to be investing think a million dollars locally. So that's cool to hear about. I've never been to a coffee shop that like was about magazines, but I think it's a cool idea and concept. I think the big pivot for them to take the jump into technology there. And I know they're taking part of the 757, I want to say the Accelerate program. They've got 757 Startup Studios, Accelerate Angels. So they're in the ecosystem. A big win for 
that group as well to have some really big success come out with the magazine jukebox. I know that they've leveraged the network of those groups to get a lot of intros to places that have waiting rooms where they have magazines. And so that's a great way for them to get the foot in the door and really build a company that is now going to spend a million dollars here in Norfolk and hire 12 people. That's really huge. Yeah, it's cool. I never really thought about like, the grossness of magazines, like sitting in a waiting room to the doctor's office, like when my kids are sick and thinking about like, don't touch anything. Like they have Legos and it's like the most disgusting Legos that you've ever been near. The magazine thing is interesting. I love the concept. I wish airports had this. Like that would be cool to be able to browse through different things. And actually, I think you get to continue browsing like for the next 36 hours after you visit somewhere. It's like pretty dope. And cool for the magazines because they get all the data of what's interesting to people and what are they reading and what are they spending time on. Yeah, anything to make waiting rooms a better experience is all right by my book. Yeah. No, I kind of the grittiness of paperback at a at a waiting room. It's what's happened to this thing? What where who has read this? What's done been there? Especially when you pick it up and it's been folded so much, you're just like, oh, what is this? Yeah, it's got random stains on it that you're just not sure what they are. Oh no. <laughs> has more stories than just the ones on the inside. Okay. We also saw that there were some new numbers coming out of HRT this week, and it looked like transit ridership is down. Yeah, actually, I was looking at that earlier. It's really interesting. I guess it's a problem that's been happening in a lot of cities, large and small, but specifically in Hampton Roads. Um, they still haven't fully recovered from the dip that they saw in ridership during the pandemic. So they're actually seeing that the ridership numbers are still 40% lower than what they were pre-pandemic. And a lot of that seems to have to do with the fact that they lost a lot of drivers during the pandemic. So it's really hard for them to provide like the same level of service in terms of having the same bus schedules and having the same base availability for just transit in general. So it's really having a, a big effect on people who depend on the HRT to get from place to place. So they don't have another option that's really affecting them. That's such a shame. Public transit is such a cornerstone of any community. And it's a shame to see it impacted so heavily. Everything's been impacted by the pandemic, but once the buses stop running on time and they stop getting to places, people start to lose faith in it. It's, I understand, but I just wish that, I just wish we could do more. <laughs> yeah. It's been interesting too, with my kids and we're taking the bus to school every morning and because we're seeing driver bus driver shortages over there as well. So all of the bus routes have gotten longer. The times have changed. They're more unstable, which then of course has an effect on parents who are trying to get to work. I actually ended up going the route of I'll just drive them to school for now so they don't have to sit on the bus for an hour going seven blocks, but it's fascinating. So there are lots of jobs available in the transportation realm, but the issue just keeps growing and growing. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that HRT just had a job like fair, a big job fair. I think last week, the fur, I'm not sure. It was right at the end of February there. And they've got another one coming up in the next couple of weeks as well. And they've actually got really decent pay. There's a signing bonuses, I think five grand signing bonuses. And they're looking for not just drivers, mechanics. They've got like IT folks, marketing folks. There's like a whole list of people there. And honestly, a great job that is giving back to the community in some way too. If you're interested... Go to HRT's website, sign up. We need more people. Yeah, they really do. I was looking at the numbers across Hampton Roads and in 2022, Norfolk actually invested the most in public transit by far. They invested over 20 million, whereas like most other cities were sitting around like two to 10. So Norfolk's 
trying, but yeah, if the drivers aren't there, it's not a lot you could do. I know they just put out a new service recently as well with some funding, I want to say from the state or the feds, not sure, where they have a new bus route that runs between cities. So it's like a, instead of just going down the street and stopping at every block, you get out at one major junction and take the 20, 30 minute drive to the peninsula or way out to the ocean front somewhere be able to make those kind of, I want to say it's called the express or something like that. But I think that's a really good add to their overall service there. Yes, definitely. I know like there, there have been like, I guess the advent of Uber and other rideshare services like that, that have come onto the scene, but public transit is still a necessary service because a lot of those other services are so expensive. Whereas public transit is much more affordable. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. A barrier to getting a job across town is the cost of buying a car. That's two grand at minimum and probably a lot more right now just to go to your job. So we have to have other options other than just owning a car. Absolutely. Maybe you can pick up a car at Treasure Hunt. Just kidding. We wish. But I'm really interested in this as someone who does. I, I enjoy a good thrift. So seeing the just the headline about Treasure Hunt, I'm like interested to dive into this and hear more about it. Yeah, apparently it's getting rave reviews. Treasure Hunt liquidators, I want to say it's called, where they are buying in bulk of the returns that people are making on Amazon and Target, other places, and they're reselling them. And at a huge discount to folks, you can just show up. It's a bit of a grab bag situation where it's been returned. So is it fully good in the box? Is it broken in the box? Are the boxes open and like parts are missing? It's hard to tell, but I went there myself the past couple of weeks and it is quite the experience because all the returns are just literally set out in these huge tables piled up. And so you have to dig through and find things and it's all at a set price. So I think certain days of the week are a different price. So like Tuesdays might be $4, Fridays might be $1, Saturday, $10. Don't know what the actual schedule is, but it's something along those lines where you go in there for that day and almost everything is one price. That's wild. Did you end up getting anything? I didn't. I was uh, really tempted to get like a milk frother for coffee, but I didn't make the purchase. It rattled too much in the box and I was a little bit suspect. <laughs> Maybe they'll get me next time. Fair enough. It's interesting the juxtaposition between this and the casinos that are popping up. Like this is just another kind, consumer casino. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I, I wonder if it's going to work. I'll find out. <laughs> 10 bucks isn't that much. 10 bucks is a, not that lot of money to gamble on a potentially $100 appliance. I could see this being fun when it comes to like holiday season and like white elephant and that sort of thing, like going there and just like we're going on $1 Wednesday and like you get what you get. Yeah, that's a great idea. I can see this being fun for a big group to go out and get stuff. There was some clothing items there, so Maybe okay. you all could get each other a hat or a piece of clothing to wear out and then go to your favorite bar restaurant in town. Yep, I'm into that. <laughs> yeah, I love thrifting. The only thing I don't like about thrifting is that as a six foot two, very thin man, I can never find pants that fit me. <laughs> I have to buy, almost all the pants I wear are Japanese. Like I have to buy overseas to find fitting pants. If there are any thin, men watching this or women if you'd like to return your clothes i'd appreciate that <laughs> give me a chance if i ever see any pants that'll fit you i will just buy them dustin i appreciate yeah. it dustin drop your measurements in the group chat <laughs> and we'll, we'll keep an eye out for you i get the yeah, pants you retweet uh, dustin needs some pants here exactly <laughs> i get the pants and just shake they just shake a little too weird though 
Mm, there were, <laughs> pants were a little too loose in the box. I didn't feel good about them. <laughs> yeah, so events going on this weekend. There's a whole lot of brewery events per usual in Norfolk as we get into spring. But Reaver Beach has got their Bleak and Brutal, which is a like strong ale festival. So all their beers are like 8% or something like that or higher. Wow. Really strong beers. <laughs> So uh, then you can walk got... across the street to Hanks or walk down the street to Elation and get Bakehouse, like lots of walking involved with that. <laughs> Drink responsibly, please. Of course, the Smart Mouth is back with their uh, Lucky Charms inspired beer. The, I think it's nostalgically delicious. So that's always got a bunch of fanfare around it. I know they're doing all sorts of activities there for that too. And on Sunday, Ben Shop's got their urban market. It's like a vegan market led by a I think it's a bumblebee vegan food truck. That's a, always seems to be an interesting crowd with vendors and all that as well. Lots of beer related events in town for sure to, this weekend. Yeah. If you're into the Lucky Charms vibe, but don't necessarily want the alcohol, Mudita and Kova both have a Lucky Charms latte. So try them both. See which is better. Let us know. Yeah. You know, it's March. All the leprechaun stops are yeah. coming out. We've got <laughs> rainbows and charms everywhere. I just imagine your local grocery store, they're like, yeah, we don't have any more. Yeah, breweries are buying it all up. You got to wonder if they're using the name brand or if they're just getting the Costco bulk marshmallows. Yeah. Once it's out of the box, who's going to know? <laughs> uh, the box just shook a little weird of the Lucky Charms. <laughs> Go with the Costco brand. I'm going to keep bringing that. Third time's the charm right there. Yeah. <laughs> so another article that came out of Currents this week, one of our writers, Katie Sauer, got to sit down with some of the DJs and artists behind Disc Freak, which has been a kind of a nightlife event where a bunch of different DJs come and other artists in the hip hop vein get to show their talents. And they were finding some really good success with it. Um, they started at Slow Dive, which had a capacity at 100. So they were selling that out and moved up to, I think it was Elevation 37 there. And they were selling that out too at, I think 200, 250, but there weren't a lot of venues bigger than that. And so it was an interesting take on kind of the environment of for music folks where you can get to these two, 300 person venues, but then the next jump is the Norva at 1500. So there's a gap there where shows that are maybe mid-size don't have places yet. Like that messy middle awkward area, like the growth time. It's not just for kids. It happens like in entertainment too, because it is a big jump. That's a huge marketing push and like building audience beforehand is easier said than done. Very cool. Glad to see that got that off the ground. Yeah. That's also something I never really considered before. Once you hit a certain level, there is no like in between space. So that's definitely good. Yeah. I think that's a huge opportunity for somebody in town to, to build that and would definitely add to the broader ecosystem. So that way more artists can, can move up and grow. I'm sure those are venues that are more common in other cities. Somehow we just got to crack that nut. I saw you that uh, Tides tickets go on sale on the 6th. So that's exciting. If you're into baseball, <laughs> you can go check out some games. I'm into the fireworks personally. Yeah, they've got the whole promotional schedule, all the uh, all kinds of different nights throughout the year, everything from the turn back the clock nights where everything's cheap like it was in the golden days. And I'm sure there's like a pet night. I know DJ Canrock is setting up out there some Fridays. There's all kinds of stuff going on over there. Cool. Yeah, there's nothing I love more than go to a Tides game and getting some dipping Dots in one of the little helmets and just going to town on that because it's got the best, only place I know that has good dipping Dots every time. Which, uh, which helmet do you ask for, Dustin? Which team? You can ask? 
<laughs> I don't know. I just assume I get, they got options. So I guess I just take what they get. I just take the original Tides. I used to have all, because when the Tides did their brand change a few years back, I still had a bunch of the original ones from when I was a kid in my closet. And I feel like I should just go there with those and be like, yeah, just fill this up. Wait, can I bring my own helmet? That's a good question. See, see if they'll treat it like a refill. Yeah, let me write that down, actually. They sold uh, Dippin' Dots in a full-size hat. Would definitely buy that because then you get to wear the hat. It's just Excellent like ice cream pouring down your face afterwards. <laughs> the hat's just ruined on the inside. And like, hey, they did good. I also wanted to mention that we just recently got our first openly queer state judge. Our first openly queer appointed federal federally appointed state judge jamar walker which is huge he's replacing judge jackson i can't remember his first name i've got it right here uh, raymond jackson who was yes our he was the first black judge federally appointed judge from this era it's really tremendous that we have another individual with such we need people with different perspectives from different parts of communities throughout the country to be able to make these sort of legislative decisions. I have two gay mothers myself, so I'm very glad that we've got somebody in there looking out for us. Very cool. Glad to hear that. Yeah, I think yeah. a lot of people don't realize that we have a whole U.S. federal district court here. That's the one that's right on Brambleton and Granby. It doesn't try local issues, but as representing federal courts, I think for the whole eastern half of Virginia, if not more than that. So that's a huge regional spot and really a very huge place of prominence for him to make it to, which is incredible. Hey, sorry to interrupt, but uh, you ever wonder how we get all this information? Check out the Norfolk Currents uh, newsletter and make sure to subscribe to our Instagram profile and all our other social medias so you can find out what we do. Many of y'all play video games? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do any of y'all play video games on large ships? On large I would like ships. That. Yeah, if you'd like to, Nauticus is doing something. They have a Game Changers exhibit, and there's a bunch of video games. I think like Pac-Man, Tetris, Super Mario, Donkey Kong, like all aboard, and you can go and actually play there. That's Pretty so wild. Cool. <laughs> yeah, that sounds really cool. I definitely do that. I love those traditional arcade machine games. Like I go do Quirks and Short Circuit all the time to play those original games. Contra is my favorite, but I would love to play it. I wonder if it's going to be on like a large screen. Yeah, for a second, I thought you meant they were somehow projected on the side of the ship. And I was like, that's awesome. Yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> yeah, I want to play Mario Kart, but sit in the cockpit of the boat and drive from there. <laughs> Just pretend you're driving the boat down the course. That yeah. sounds like the winner. They've got a huge projection screen in front of the boat. This actually says, in partnership with ODU's Sports Club and Metronet, players will compete and spectators can spend the afternoon watching the action on the large screen in their 300-seat theater, explore Nauticus, the Battleship Wisconsin, and their traveling exhibit, the art and science of video games. Awesome. This is very cool. It's, on, it's tomorrow, Saturday. Oh, cool. Awesome. Because ODU yeah. has a couple of esports teams. I know that they do Dota, League of Legends, and I believe Overwatch. It's been a while. Yeah, if you haven't seen their facility for e-gaming on campus, you should try to make it down there and check it out because it is brand new as of maybe last year, I think probably 2021, 2022 opened and really incredible. I've never seen an e-gaming facility before and it's fascinating. Yeah. That's so cool. I didn't even know that existed. I think it's really great that like they have been embracing esports and things like that. So I know for a long time, it was a very fringe, but it's no less legitimate than a lot of other non-traditional sports. So it's great to see not just schools, but also ESPN will do kind of stream or shows for esports tournaments and things like that. It's just 
interesting to watch the journey. I wonder, and maybe this has already happened and I don't know, but is gambling going to come across like the e-gaming world too? Like esports? will we see people betting on that as well? I wouldn't doubt My it. guess is probably. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah. I think one of the headlines today was about Virginians betting like $513 million on sports in January, and it's up from last year. So as I think about just technology and innovation happening, that that could be an interesting thing to start thinking about. Yeah, I thought that was a huge number. And then I realized it was just January. And for that to be just January, a half a billion dollars spent on sports gambling is a bonkers number. And so It'd be really interesting to see how much of that is coming back in tax revenue because I know there are some level of taxes on that stuff. Yeah. I'd like to know where is all that money coming from? What? How? It seems like so, it's so hard to imagine like at that scale for me anyway. I think it's just, there are so many ways to bet that it does seem like a large number, but also a very believable number. Yeah. You know, 8 million Virginians, right? So if it's just 1 million of them that, Average spent 500 bucks and most likely there's some small percentage that spent a whole lot. And then a lot of people who spent hundred bucks a month or something. Yeah. I grew up in a family of gamblers. Going to the slots was like the thing for my grandma. People in my family have 777 tattooed on their bodies, like in her memory. But I don't really know anyone, I guess at this point, like in my day-to-day life that is gambling. So it just feels like very far away, but maybe that I need to go to the casino this weekend. (laughs) Yeah, that might change. Yeah, Portsmouth yeah, Casino is right? open. <laughs> maybe, maybe this is actually a call to action for myself. You gotta Thanks learn, for you supporting play... me on my journey. Do you know how to play poker? You know how to play Texas Hold'em? Yeah, enough. Okay, maybe don't play. Maybe don't <laughs> play. <You're... laughs> we'll start. We'll have a game night and then we'll make our way out into the world. <laughs> There's a ton of cool things going on in Norfolk and beyond. If you are not on the Norfolk Currents newsletter yet, make sure you sign up for that, nfkba.com. It is free. And I know Norfolk Currents has some big, exciting news coming up in the next couple of weeks regarding getting all your information about what's cool happening, all that jazz. Yeah, March 15th, keep your eyes open. All right, thanks for being here and we'll see you around.